Alrighty, hallelujah, welcome. This is um, Basham Spirit Report of January 4th, 2014, and I have some reports to make. First, the news. Just a little news, just a tiny teensy bit of news. An amazing man coming from China who helps save little girls there from being killed, basically adopting unwanted girls. It's called pinkpagoda.com uh, is the name of the organization. Um, and this guy meets all kinds of high-level military sources and just came out on the Hagman and Hagman report stating that um, basically the states is in trouble. Looks like there could be some major action going on, civil war, a possible false flag. And, I mean, he stated many things, but some of the most important things that he said were that basically the United States averted a nuclear um, nuke going off within its borders that would have been a false flag and probably blamed on right-wing extreme Christians or something because um, three high-level military generals, I think they are, um, basically sacrificed their careers to stop this illegal movement of nuclear weapons in the States. And so it was going to go off in October, and uh, basically they, they were... Um, that's why a lot of these generals are being fired right now. Hundreds of generals, but those guys in particular... Um, and this was done by Obama, and he his life is, is, is being investigated by many people, and many people are dying who are investigating his life. To name a few, uh, Breitbart and Tom Clancy and another man, um, and not to mention Michael Hastings, all people that had info on this illegal regime, the Obama administration, that um, were basically just disappeared in very strange ways. And, and these three men um, were in contact with each other. So uh, I don't know about Michael Hastings, but, but I'm talking about Tom Clancy and Breitbart and another gentleman were basically exchanging information, trying to put together in a novel form all the crimes and the just the, the history of where this this uh, mysterious president who has such a strange, weird past uh, came from. So incredibly amazing information. And um, one last thing was was that the nuclear, that there was some kind of a, uh, that the Fukushima disaster in Japan was caused by China, apparently. So that summed up pretty much the most amazing points of this incredible interview that I recommend to anyone who wants to know what's happening in the world today and how close we have come to things really changing. So just don't fall asleep. And uh, we have heroes, men that should be given medals of honor for laying down their life to try and stop this stuff from happening. But at the same time, this is the time when the bride is going to arise and we will see I mean, the enemy is going to be forced to move, as uh, Terry Bennett prophesied recently, that the enemy is being forced into a corner, and he's going to basically have to attack God's bride, and there's no other way for him to go about it, and he is afraid to do it, because as soon as he attacks the bride, then the lamb has legal right 
to throw everything he's got right back at the enemy. So we are getting into some serious times right now. But um, on a happier note, I have a nice testimony from Happy, one of the sweet ones that she sent me. And I'm going to read a little something as well. So praise the Lord and uh, let's get our coffee and get into it. Hallelujah. Okie dokie. Now let's start out here. Hmm. Okay. So this is um, a miracle of the keys and praise power. So two of my favorite weapons for just decimating the enemy. The keys of the kingdom and the weapon of praise. So uh, let's, let's read this here. Okay. My dad and myself were in another city where we lived. In that time, he had just been issued a residence visa in his passport. But there were still some steps to fully complete his residence visa since he was doing paperwork. He carried his pa he, since he was doing paperwork, he carried his passport with him. After that, we returned to where we were staying. I wonder where she is, actually. Never found a country name here. As soon as we got there, we started to put away all the documents just to find out that his passport was missing. We searched everywhere but didn't find it. We prayed and remembered then when was the last time we saw it. So we returned there, but there was no sign of the lost passport. So we went backtracking all the way back. We knew that to lose a passport with a residence visa meant to start the whole process again. Besides, only to replace a passport would be quite an ordeal since we were thousands of kilometers away from the nearest embassy. Man, these guys were Rambos of the Spirit. We began to pray desperately, asking the Lord to forgive our carelessness since we had been quite busy. We had let our guard down. We claimed the keys and asked the Lord to do a miracle, that we would find the passport. We kept praying. We were asking Jesus that even if he had to bring it to us, we would have it. We were also praying that the Lord would show us where it was, so we claimed the keys of return. Oh, that's an interesting one. Keys of return. You know, that before I go on, I had a, a similar situation with a lost phone and... I was really busily looking for my phone and I just heard God saying, stop frantically looking and ask me to help you. And I was like, all right, I asked for the keys to help me find this phone. And I got a picture of where it was, which is where it turned out to be. But only after I stopped fretting and rushing about it. All right, let's continue on here. We had phoned the home informing our situation. They told us that the Lord said that everything was going to be fine concerning the passport. Since besides doing his paperwork, we had gone there to witness and raise support, so we stayed quite some days in that city. Later, when my dad was praying, he had a short vision of a place with light yellow walls with a nice good-sized window. He knew the Lord had just shown him the place where his passport was, but where was this place? He thought it might be some house or building that had that color. We traveled back to where we lived. My dad had a temporary, a local temporary permit. By that time, there was a quarantine going on the home. So none of them would come where we were and vice versa. This is in uh, family homes when people got sick, they would do quarantines. Or maybe there was some other reason, who knows. So my dad couldn't take another one to accompany him. We prayed for all that was going on and I stayed in the living room with my stuff and my dad traveled back to the other city to finish by faith his documents. Soon as everyone was well, we got all together. We started praising the Lord for the good health. We wanted to thank the Lord with music, so we were starting a praise party. 
So the teens went to get the CDs. My mom went with them and was handed a CD case that was in an upper shelf. It had some dust, and she opened it, and there was my dad's passport. We were all surprised and praising the Lord for this miracle. Thank you, Jesus. My dad also received those good news, this good news by a phone call while he was in the other city. He, too, was praising Jesus. Afterwards, we were picking up everything, and I went to the place that by that time the miraculous CD case had been on the shelf. And while I was doing that, I suddenly turned my gaze to one of the sides and realized what the Lord had shown to my dad. I stood gazing out the good-sized window that gave in that lets you see out through the backyard and later to the, the light yellow walls of the room. The Lord had shown my dad that room of the house in that vision glimpse, but he thought it was watching it from the outside and it was from the inside. Sometimes we see things from a different angle than what the Lord has been showing us. How true. Let's get up to where the Lord is so that we can see from his angle. I just added that myself, so just uh, just to be fair here. Okay, although we had asked for a miracle, none of us was ready for the Lord's surprising way of doing it. Well, I guess this shows us over again that we don't have to be perfect, but that the Lord can do a miracle in spite of our mistakes. In fact, he uses our mistakes to show his power in great mercy time after time and to prove us that he is still on the throne. Jesus Christ, the same today, yesterday, and forever. Hebrews 13.8 A detail of the found passport is that it was warm, like when you touch clothes on the surface immediately after ironed. The pages were all, like, searched through. Huh? How mysterious. What does it mean? So it might have been some sort of teleportation miracle because who leaves their passport in a CD case or puts one in the CD case? So angels might have a sense of humor. Thank you, Lord, for delicious green tea. And for miracles. I am just living in a miracle. Living in the middle of a miracle on the edge of disaster. That's the faith life. And um, I'm seeing miracles happen. I'm seeing stuff with Justin. If anybody remembers Justin's spirit, the name Justin's spirit, that's the guy that's living by faith up in the mountains and seeing awesome things happen. And I just had a talk with him, and just it was so inspiring. And it's just all about grace. Because I know that the, the Lord did a lot of miracles for Christians and the family, but... People really did get under the law in, in many ways, and it's time to just get free from all the legalism and all that stuff. And uh, my only beef with the family, I guess, is just that they've thrown out all the, the new doctrines and all the identity with the legalism. So now we're starting at square one, and meanwhile all those prophecies are just sitting on the shelf like Happy's dad's passport. But I believe that like anything good, if it's real, if it's true, a good sword can be taken out and tempered again and put back to use. So I believe that the keys are like that and that we can continue again to be wild, crazy prophets that just live like Don Quixote and just live in the middle of adventure and don't accept no for an answer and go and get what is your destiny and uh you know don't live by the world's standards but bring the world up to the lord's standards because i know 
people that lived in a way of, of heavenly culture and love that no one has ever seen before. And I've seen stuff in that, just fruit. I'm not talking about huge fire from the sky kind of fruit, but I'm talking about like fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And I just, when you're around a bunch of praying people that love each other, it is the greatest fruit of the spirit feeling you've ever felt. And it is real and it, it, it manifests in your life in thousands of little ways throughout the day. But uh, once it's gone, then you realize the darkness that is in the world of, uh, of just this present darkness, this world. But uh, anyway, I'm rambling on here, but I think um, we're going to come full circle again and find out what was the truth and what was a lie. And I think the lie was just people's attitudes, kind of interpretations, getting all legalistic and religious. And so I'm glad that part's over, but I just want the spirit man you can take your christmas tree i'll take the spirit oh i gotta read that poem that's a good poem uh, maybe next time so praise the lord i'm gonna read a letter called there are no neutrals so get ready all right praise the lord here's a letter i don't think it's ever found its way onto the airwaves since it was first recorded in the late 1960s Right back when the children of God were getting up on their wild feet and going around and doing wild and crazy stuff. So let's see here. Let's begin. Uh, there are no neutrals. You are either a martyr or a traitor. You're either on the Lord's side or the devil's. Jesus said you're either for me or against me. And he that is not for me is against me. If you're for him, you are planning to die for him. You are living for him. You can't say you're for him, but be neutral. Neutrals are for the devil. Neutrals are planning to betray him. Neutrals are figuring out excuses for betrayal, like Judas. They're only pretending to be neutral to hide their perfidy, perfidy and treachery and their plans to betray. A neutral is a traitor in disguise. There are no such thing as neutrals. Even Switzerland? Nobody is a neutral. Everybody has a bias for or against. You're either a capitalist or a communist. You're either a conservative or a liberal, a rightist or a leftist, right or wrong. Nothing short of right is right. I mean, I would say now, obviously, both capitalists and uh, communists and liberals and conservatives are all wrong, but we're seeing a liberty movement, thank God, today, which is carrying, I think, the spirit of David today, but um, it wasn't quite like that back then. There there really was, there were really some good conservatives for the most part. They were mostly Christians. Rush Limbaugh, kind of good conservative people, but let's see. Let's continue on here. There is no such thing as neutrality on anything. Even a battery has only two poles, positive and negative. And you cannot get them together without fireworks, a red-hot short that will knock the battery for a loop. No battery has neutral poles. You're either alive or dead, hot or cold. But if you claim to only be lukewarm, you are nothing but a lukewarm liar, a 
good for nothing but to be spit out. So lukewarm neutrals are the most sickening specimens of humanity in the world. They make you want to puke because you know they're liars, because you know they're not neutral. Every neutral is a liar. Every neutral is a cheat. Every neutral is a hypocrite. Every neutral is a deceiver. Every neutral is a betrayer and a traitor. He's much worse than an open enemy because he is a dirty enemy who is pretending to be your friend. And his so-called neutrality is just a cloak for his enmity to throw you off guard. So it is with those who pretend to be neutral. While harboring your enemies, they lull you, your friends, to sleep until the enemies have taken over. When you finally rise in protest, the neutral shows his true colors by fleeing or claiming he was betrayed. This is always the defense for the neutral. He's always claiming he's not the betrayer, but the betrayed. He's always claiming it wasn't his fault. It was theirs. He's always claiming he's not a traitor, but the people he has betrayed are the betrayers. Like worm tongue. No one ever leaves like Judas, but they immediately begin to show their true colors as the traitors they were all along. And the treachery that they were planning all the while with the accusations against us that they have been storing up to defend themselves for their betrayal. No, they're never the ones that are in the wrong. It was always us. No, they're never wrong. We're always wrong. They're neutral, unbiased, and unprejudiced, and very fair. They sound so liberal. They sound like CNN and all the those nice Greenpeace nature-loving people who just want to protect the earth. Yes. So, wow. The facts are what he wants them to be. Yes, 1984. My mind is made up. Don't confuse me with the facts. He believes what he wants to believe, and he sees what he wants to see, and everything is according to his interpretation. Of course, this claimed neutrality always helps the neutral's friends to pretend to be neutral, too, who are liars also, like the American Nittler administration. Like the friends, this is back in the days of, of uh, uh, Nixon. So I could skip down a little bit. This letter has a point, a good point, but it's it does repeat itself a little bit. So like the United States now with Europe claiming to be Europe's friends while handing knives to her enemies to strike Europe in the back, but the Europeans are not dumb. They can see what is happening. They know that they now stand alone while the United States of America, claiming to be neutral, is actually helping her enemies, like with India and Bangladesh. The U.S. claimed to be neutral while aiming, arming the Pakistanis to the teeth. So this is happening today. Still, same old, same old. I mean, we're not even that brazen to say neutral. We just say, we're going to make you free with democracy and but actually, we just want your opium fields in Afghanistan. Well, you say you're neutral. You're a liar and a cheat and a traitor of the worst kind. The hidden, deceptive, camouflaged, sickening betrayer. The one who pretends to be a friend and eats at your own table while preparing to knife you in the back. Who smiles to your face while fingering the handle of the dagger he plans to bury in your heart. That's neutrality. Neutrality is treachery, and the neutral is a traitor. Every so-called neutral nation in the world is using this as a cover to get our friendship and money of the U.S. while betraying us to our enemies. Every so-called neutral in the United Nations is a liar and a hypocrite,
pretending to be everybody's friend and nobody's enemies, when in their hearts they know exactly where they stand. In your heart, you know where you stand. You know what you really think about the revolution. You know how you really believe the system is not so bad after all, and it wouldn't be too bad to go back to. The revolution is pretty wrong about a quite a few things, and you're trying to kid yourself into thinking you're sort of a neutral and an in-between, broad-minded, fair-minded. Oh, the neutral is always so fair. I can see both sides. The liar. There is no such thing as both sides. Only one side can be right, and only one side can be wrong. So in claiming to be neutral and pretending to see right and wrong on both sides, the neutral puts himself above everybody. He is the most righteous of all. He can see how everybody's a little bit wrong but him, and he is the only one right, the only one who really sees the truth, which he claims is somewhere in between, which makes him the worst liar and most treacherous enemy of all. As Jesus said, He that is not for me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. You are either for us, or you're with the terrorists. Oh, wait, no. You're either for us, or you're against us, right or wrong. My country, my country, right or wrong, my country. Ah, well, obviously, um, the revolution continues, but groups fall and organizations stumble, and that's not a big surprise. But I, I still feel that the, the spirit of the revolution for Jesus is, is the only thing. The bride of Christ is going to be it. There's going to either be the devil's camp or the bride's camp, and it's going to be that simple. Wow. So this is some heavy stuff here. I think it's uh, it needs to be reinterpreted for today. But, you know, just a few days ago I had a dream that I met. I met Grandpa Berg. You know, I met David Berg, and it was like the beginning days of the revolution. And um, I've had multiple dreams with him and with Maria and just just the anointing on their life. I think I almost just see that. I don't see like all the the fleshly I think we need to to look beyond like you know what mistakes people have made or their shortcomings in the flesh if God has anointed someone I mean they could be as bad as Saul and just totally blow it but if you're going to be a child of David as in like the David of the Bible David that anointing um you've got to respect God's anointed one and, and not speak evil against the leader of your people. And that doesn't mean you're president of a country. That's if your country's America, then fine, then you can do that. But I'm going to call a spade a spade and say I'm not American or any country except heaven. I'm heavenese. I'll, I'll call Obama evil if he's evil. Pray for him, but there ain't much hope there. There ain't much left there. But... Um, I mean, you might as well be like saying, "Oh, don't criticize Hitler. He's the con he's the president of Germany. We've got to love him." He might have killed a few million Jews, but you know. So anyway, I'm just saying uh, that there is an anointing on on uh, on David Berg, on Maria, that, and even Peter. Even if Peter blew it too, I mean, I think this whole family thing now is just his idea of like making a big business and everything and. Aurora and all these little like watered down Christian materials that hardly have any spark in them left, maybe a shadow of the former glory of that that just that spark that something different that made people take notice and hungry and want to drop everything in their life to to have it you know that there's just a shadow of that left now and I mean the activated thing it, 
still has potential if it ever gets any fire back into it, but it's just like a, a machine. It's just doing the same thing over and over again and winning souls, and that's good, but it's not a revolution anymore, you know? So I'm just saying we've got we've to admire the anointing on these people's lives and bless them and not curse them. And um, that's how to read the letters, too, is to see that. And, and I had a dream where I basically went up to David and I said, here I am, I'm committing myself, my family, to serve God here and, you know, just go all the way for Jesus. You know, I'm, and I'm not looking at things in the outward. I just want to serve God to the end. And, and you know, I'm going to read a little bit more of this letter because it's amazing. The things that happened back in those days and even to today, the ways that this movement intertwined itself with other uh, certain government agencies was very interesting. The neutral is like a booby trap laying there so nice and quiet in the grass, but just wait and step on him and see what happens. He explodes and shows his true colors. He lies there looking so innocent like any other ordinary object until you kick him, and then he blows you to bits. That's the nice, quiet neutral who says he's just there through curiosity to see what's going on when he's actually spying and preparing to betray you. He says he doesn't like the way you're doing it. He says he likes the results, but he doesn't like the leadership. He comes bearing gifts like the Greeks, but beware, he plans to take away more than he's giving. So, continues to give you examples of what a so-called neutral will do. But here's a, here is a cool sentence. There are no neutrals, there are only traitors or martyrs. Which are you? You know, I, I saw a guy that died. There are three family members I know who died last year, within a few months of each other. And I believe that we are under attack too, but it's, it's spiritual and it's kind of hidden still. But, you know, the CIA was very interested in the family back in the day, and I believe that they still uh, fear, or at least the Antichrist just absolutely fears what God's bride is. And if any of these prophecies get out, well, you can imagine what it means for the enemy that anybody can become Jesus's girlfriend and become intimate with him and receive that kind of protection. I mean, that is going to ruin things for, for the enemy because, uh, you know, no more sappy church Christians. It's like real Jesus lovers. So, and, and still imperfect, but just like super close to Jesus. How can you, how can you fall? You know, I just learned the story of St. Catherine and she was one of the original, uh, lovers of Jesus. She she appeared to Joan of Arc and she just like loved the Lord intimately and passionately so much. I mean call on her, you know, learn how to be a learn how to really be passionate, Lord. Alright. So are you a so called neutral in other words, a traitor looking for a way out, or are you a martyr looking for a way up? The martyr expects and wants to die for the cause as a witness. He'll pay any price, go any length, suffer any agony, make any sacrifice till death do us part to obtain the crown. He's dying now and knows it. He dies daily and loves it. He suffers and rejoices in it. Nothing could possibly sway or turn him. He doesn't know how to be a deserter. To whom would he go? Thou alone hast the words of eternal life. Give me liberty or give me death. If this be treason... 
make the most of it. Ready to fight, ready to die for the fatherland. Here I stand by the grace of God. I can do no other. Mm. The martyr wouldn't think of looking back. He knows there's no going back. It's like Rambo said, nothing is over. And I believe that's so true. We are still in a war. We are still fighting to the death. And we need all the weapons that we can get. So, man, you know, get your armor on, soldier of Jesus. A martyr dreads being a dead pillar of salt. He abhors leaving a plow deserted in the midst of the field. He is no sickening half-baked cake like the neutral Ephraim. He knows what he wants and he is determined to get it. He has faith and vision and determination and the spirit of do or die and he would not think of wavering. Unlike the double-minded and wavering and those whose eyes are not single, the doubting, the unbelieving, the skeptical, suspicious, neutral, Unlike these, the martyr is determined to go blindly on faith alone because he has found the truth. Unlike the double-minded neutral who wavers and is unstable in all his ways, who will receive nothing from the Lord, the martyr is of one mind, one heart, one soul, one spirit, one purpose, and will not quit until he's made it. That's the martyr. There are no neutrals. The neutral is a liar and hypocrite. Which one are you? So, thank the Lord. That's may seem a little bit of extreme talking for some people, but it's what we need today. I think this is, it's time to, to kind of stop being so wishy-washy, you know, like, uh, and you don't have to be emotional too. I don't, I don't think yelling gets the message across. Sorry, cat care, I love you, but you yell too much sometimes. I don't think you need to yell, but your message and what you're doing, it needs to speak. And if you're just copping out, other people can see it. And if you really mean it, and you really believe what you're doing, other people can see it too. So, it might not be what it used to be, but uh, the revolution is still alive, and it's still going, and it is a spiritual revolution, and there are no more walls, there's no more homes, as far as I can see, as far as I can invite someone to, or go and live myself. I believe there will, but, but now every man is a home. Everyone who has faith is a shelter in the end time. So be a strength to others and watch over them. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.